welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Uh, I am proud proud to introduce um, Ben T., uh, who's going to share his uh, experience, strength, and hope um, on the topic of home and, and his experience uh, in his run-of-the-mill recovery. Um Following uh, Ben's share, we'll open the session to Q&A like we've done since the beginning of the meeting. Um, real real quickly, just to introduce Ben, um, <clears throat> in Oklahoma, we certainly don't have the number of meetings that you all seem to have up, up in the Northeast. And um, when COVID hit, I uh, I was all Zoom. And, and my Sunday night meeting, which is one of my home meetings, um, they went back pretty quickly and I just was uncomfortable. So when I found uh, next meeting, um, you know, I was looking around on Sunday night and I found this, this meeting in Bloomington, Indiana. And uh, Ben was there on that first meeting. And um, I'll tell you, man, he just, he has this infectious smile. He has this humility that um, I was just drawn to and attracted to. He's a musician, like I'm a musician. And um, I, I just, I've been inspired ever since. And I've been, I've been attending that meeting regularly um, for over a year. Um, so when, when I was asked to be involved in, in, in this group, um, Ben was actually the first person I thought of. So I am uh, happy to introduce Ben and, and uh, looking forward to hearing him speak. Um, so uh, Ben, please take it away. Thanks, Randy. Hey everybody, my name is Ben T. I'm just a run-of-the-mill sexaholic. Hey Ben. Hey, uh, it's good good to be on a meeting with people like me. I've never been asked to speak. This is my first time at a, a at a speaker meeting. Um, I've been sober since March 15th of 2020. So, what here in a couple of days? It'll be three years. Um, I like to say, in shortcut language, God is keeping me sober, but not against my will. And uh, that that kind of boils down my recovery. So uh, I, I I don't have planned remarks. First of all, I it, at the suggestion of my sponsor, he said, you know, invite God to come with you, and and you're going to be fine. Just just share your story as if you're talking to a newcomer. Uh, so that's what I'm going to do tonight, uh, Randy. I hope you're going to give me a five minute warning. Uh, let me know. You got it. You got twenty. 20 minutes good? Sounds great. All right. Um, yeah, I, I've been in SA for a little over seven years. Um, my my literal blood brother, uh, we were at a family reunion uh, many years ago and out on a back deck of like a VRBO and um, uh, it was Thanksgiving and, 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 somehow it came up that, oh, we're, we're both, you know, addicts of <laughs> porn and masturbation. And, and he said something that rocked me. He said, yeah, you know, I've had a year of peaceful sobriety. 
I've been doing this program called SA and I'm like, what, Uh, you know, here I've been trying church programs and counseling and therapists and filters and passwords and accountability partners. And, um, I mean, at, at one point I was wearing jeans to bed with a belt just to like, hopefully stop me from reaching my hand in my pants. Um, I, I, I thought I had tried everything and, and I, I could occasionally get maybe two weeks or three weeks, sometimes maybe even a month of what I used to call clean time back then. Um, and, but it was never peaceful. <laughs> I mean, I would never describe it. And so when he said he had peaceful, uh, you know, a year without looking at porn, I was just like, what, how, how is that even possible? So, uh, so I looked up sexaholics anonymous essay.org, you know, he told me the website and he said, go find a meeting near you. And the nearest meeting was an hour and a half away, um, up above Indianapolis. Uh, and, and they've got a great group there in Fishers. And, and, and so I started driving up there, but that was a huge time commitment. Um, you know, almost five hours every Tuesday night that I was gone. And so a few of us, uh, here in Bloomington started a meeting and, and that this, this has changed my life. I mean, this program has been the, the thing that has finally gotten through my ego and finally um, brought me to a place where I'm willing to do it somebody else's way. Um, I've had a lot of different, I've had about five different sponsors. Uh, You know, my first sponsor, he said, I want you to call me every day and tell me the good, bad, and the ugly. And it doesn't matter if you don't get me, just leave a voicemail. I want to hear your little voice on my answer machine. I'm the only one that listens to the voicemail. Don't worry. You know, my wife's never going to check my voicemail. Tell me the good, bad, and the ugly. And, uh, you know, that was about a month after I started SA that I finally got the guts to ask somebody to sponsor me. Right. And, uh, and so I, I did my best. I, I certainly was not perfect at calling him every day. Um, and sometimes I get kind of mad that like, a whole week would go by and he never answered the phone and never gave me a call back. Like I'm not the center of his world. Like what's going on here, (laughs) you know? And, uh, um, but boy, that even just that simple act really helped me connect with you guys because so he he told me to call him and call somebody else every day. So I'm making two phone calls a day and, uh, that really helped helped me learn the importance of picking up the phone. And I think, and, and he, he used to say this, this will probably save your life. If if you'll flex this muscle, if you'll grow this muscle, picking up the phone. And, uh, I'm really, I'm grateful that Cliff taught me that. Um, you, if you do the math, okay. If I've been an essay for, you know, seven years and I'm almost three years sober. So why didn't, why didn't it work when, uh, you know, for me right away? I think it's because I was not a run of the mill sexaholic up until about three years ago. And so that's why I, I decided to, you know, throw that as the topic today. I just like I had done with every other addiction recovery program. I did, I applied the same Ben filter, I'll call it to Sexaholics Anonymous. I, and, and to what my sponsor said and what the old timer said. And it was always one of two options. You don't really know what you're talking about. Um, you know, you're, I know more than you. 
uh, I've had deeper experience with this than you. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I have a doctorate degree, like, <laughs> you know, uh, I don't think I need to listen to exactly what Roy K is saying, you know, whatever, like, uh, and, and I was always either better than you or, or worse than you. And, and for one of those two reasons, I got to apply the Ben filter and say, no, I don't really have to do that. Or I don't have to do it that way. Or, um, and so even as a wonderful brother and my sponsor in recovery, Todd took me through the 12 steps, that filter was continuing to come up and, and block me from God because I wasn't willing to do the things that he said in the way that he said. And, and I was always applying. And then a lot of it was efficiency in my mind. I mean, my ego was saying, this is, this is so inefficient. <laughs> like, why, why would you do it that way? Let's do it more efficiently. Uh, you know, that way is going to take way too long to say these prayers and do this meditation stuff. Let's just, you know, jump in and write the resentment. Okay. You know, like why, why would I have to do these extra, this extra stuff he wants me to do? And um, so I, I, I tried my best, you know, to work the 12 steps and, um, and I did, I did see changes. I started to see some big changes in how I thought and how I interacted with people and how, how I felt. Um, but I still wasn't getting long-term sobriety. And, uh, then this, this guy shows up, I think it was only his second week here in the Bloomington meeting. And he came from Tennessee and, um, John M was, became my new sponsor. I, I felt God saying, you need to ask that guy to be your sponsor. And of course I'm thinking I've got a sponsor. Todd has been my sponsor for years. He's great. Uh, you know, he's, he took me through the 12 steps. Um, and fortunately I, I listened to that little I won't call it a voice. I didn't hear words, but that feeling. And I asked John to be my sponsor. And after the meeting, and he says, I'm willing to sponsor you if you're willing to work the 12 steps as if you've never heard of them before. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I have, I worked the 12 steps like a dozen times in the church program before I even got to this 12 step essay program. And now I've worked them at least once all the way through with Todd, you know, a little bit with Cliff and a little bit with a couple other sponsors early on. Okay. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it as if I've never heard of it. And John, uh, he said, do you have a big book? And no, I, I had never purchased a big book. Uh, the, the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous that is. And, uh, so he said, okay, I, you know, get a big book. We're going to work the, the steps out of the big book. And, I was like, okay, I'm not alcoholic here. Uh, just to clarify, you know, <laughs> um, and and he's like, no, 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 it it it'll it'll change your life. You know, we're gonna work the twelve steps out of the big book. That's how my sponsor did it with me, and that's the only way I know how to do it. So I said, okay, and that has been a game changer for me. Uh, I I love the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. I identify right down the line with the way they treat their disease, the, with the way they describe their condition. Cause I am totally crazy just like they are, but mine is lust instead of alcohol. Um, and 
I need I need the white book. I need the essay white book because of its direct application to my disease. But I never understood my disease until I read the big book with my sponsor and he started taking me through the steps. I always thought I was just uh, uh, a sinner, you know, un, unclean, unworthy. Um, <laughs> that that like, okay, let me get a week of clean time. Then I can ask God for help or, okay, well, let me, let me do, you know, let me get through the 12 steps. Then I can ask God for help or let me, uh, you know, it was always like, I've got to earn it and I've got to deserve it. And I've got to merit it in some way. Um, and yet I was never good enough in my mind to, to merit it or deserve it. Um, and I was so mad at God because I had begged him and, uh, you know, in my religious faith tradition, we believe in fasting and prayer and, and I had done lots of rites of worship to, to plead that he heal me. I believed he was a God of healing. And yet what, like, what, <laughs> come on, dude, what, else, what do you want me to do? I'm going to this dumb meeting. I'm reading this dumb literature. I'm doing these dumb 12 steps. I'm calling all these guys and saying the word masturbation on the phone. Like this is so awkward and uncomfortable. And uh, you know, my sponsor says I have to be specific. I can't just be like, oh, I had a little lust. I haven't supposed to say exact. All right. You know, yeah, I just saw this jogger and her butt and I want to surrender her butt. And like, I'm supposed to be really specific and, and oh, I really want to Google search this specific actress. And so I'm surrendering my right to Google search that specific act actress. And, and sure enough, it all started working. <laughs> um, right around my, 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 my sobriety date. So my last relapse, I can remember talking to John. I was working step four. Uh, and I remember saying something to the effect. I was mad. I was mad. I'd, I had just relapsed again. And, and I said something like, I, I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. You know, I'm calling you, I'm doing my step work. I'm going to meetings. I'm, uh, I'm volunteering, you know, with whatever service position I can with the sobriety I have, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying and it's still not working. And I'm, I'm just, I'm mad. <laughs> like I'm really frustrated here and I, I don't get it. Like, why is it not working for me and what's wrong? And, um, and he said something like, uh, oh, oh, I know. I, cause I said, you know what, John, I'm going to give it one last go. And, and, and this, you know, otherwise I'm going to, I'm going to go look somewhere else or something. I don't know. And I will do everything you tell me to do. Cause I admit, yes, I'm, I, I've been, you know, I've been applying this Ben filter. I, I haven't been doing everything you're telling me. And I, I haven't been, I certainly haven't been calling the newcomer. You know, you tell me to do that all the time. I don't do that. And um, I don't, I don't show up to meetings early. <laughs> no way, you know? And, and so I, I, I saw myself rightly there for a moment and I said, fine, I will do it all just to prove to you that it doesn't work for me. And then I'll be able to say when I relapse that, see, I actually did the whole thing that you said to do and it still didn't work for me. And I haven't relapsed since then, um, interestingly enough. And 
I think a huge part of this is that um, I was I was finally willing to do it his way, even when it didn't make sense to me, even when he said some really inefficient things. <laughs> you know, like the big book, uh, he had me do the steps right out of the big book. And like all of the instructions from the big book, I did them. And so it would say, uh, I think it's right after step four, you know, um, or step five. Yeah. Uh, you know, we do, we do steps five with our sponsor. We go through all of our, my, I, I went through all my resentments and, um, my fears and my harms. And, and then it says like returning upon returning home, we take our book down from the shelf and we, and we meditate a little bit about what God has you know taught us or whatnot. And he was like, so is your book up on a shelf? I'm like, no, it's right. It's on a desk. He's like, you got to go find a shelf and put it up on the shelf. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. I'm willing to do it. No problem. You know, like, even though my ego on the one side is like, this is dumb and inefficient. Then it, I was at a place where I was just like, I'm going to do it his way. I'm going to do it. Whatever he says to do, I'm going to do it. He says to do these he had this term called spiritual sandwich uh, that I was supposed to do around the the fourth step work that I was doing. And, and it involved some prayers that he had given me and whatnot that his sponsor gave him. And um, so if some of you know it, it, it's called the contract and results prayer. It's from the big book. I think it's page 61 and 62. Uh, it's so good. I love that. It's, it's uh, here. You'll recognize it. If it says, first, I have to quit playing God. Next, hereafter in this drama of life, he is going to be my new director. He is the principal. I am the agent. He is the father. I'm the child. That prayer. Oh, it's so good. And, and so eventually I had it memorized because I was doing these uh, sucking on the prayer like a jolly rancher, according to John, right? Um, just slowly letting those words go through my head. And um, yeah, I, I think that that was a huge part of what changed for me? Did I work a perfect program? No. Do I work a perfect program now? No. Do I do everything that my sponsor says to do when he says to do it? No. <laughs> like I, I'm not. I'm not perfect. <laughs> I'm not uh, a, a little poster child for SA. But I am a run-of-the-mill sexaholic, and if I'm willing to do it somebody else's way, and I do believe God inspires sponsorship, absolutely. And even though every sponsor is different, you know, and at least all of my sponsors have been different. Uh, I think if if I'm willing to do it their way, then God meets me right there, and because I'm finally letting go of myself and and my Ben filter. <laughs> um, About five minutes, Ben. Perfect. Thanks, Randy. Um, so that's what run of the mill recovery means for me, and and I feel like that's what changed for me was was that point of fine. I, I, I'm going to stop doing it my way. And, and, and part of that also, I, I will mention here because I think it's important for some people is that I stopped trying to control my disease through the filters and through the software and through the wearing my jeans and a belt to bed and through, um, all these, all these things that I was trying to use to control my disease and um, and limit myself. Uh, they, I mean, they never worked first of all. And, and as 
I think so. Certainly there are still, I still have boundaries in, in, in some things like, for example, um, looking up cover art. I, when I create my scores, uh, I bookend it with my sponsor because that's, that's a danger zone for me to be on a, you know, a royalty free image search, uh, searching for cover art that I need cover images. Um, so I, I, I believe there's a place for boundaries. And, and I also think that there were, there were some helpful things in the beginning just to get sober, uh, and to help me get sober. But, um, if I'm trying to lean on those, it doesn't work for me it, it, because they're not going to stop me. I, I mean, I, at some point I sell, I told my wife, I remember saying, honey, what if we just like move to Montana and get completely off the grid? We're just going to like farm and, and, you know, have chickens and stuff and no internet. And then I was like, oh, dang it. But I, how am I going to get away from masturbation? I mean, there's nothing that there's no limit my access that is possible. Uh, and so anyway, that doesn't work for me. And and there's a really cool story in the big book for those uh, that haven't heard it or read it, um, you know, about, about the Eskimo trying to get, or the guy who moves to Greenland trying to get away from alcohol. And then an Eskimo shows up with some vodka or whatever and ruins the whole thing. And um, I identify with that. It's got my, my one and only defense has to be my higher power and it against the mental insanity of my first drink to think to think that I can control and enjoy just a little bit. It's all good. That's, that's always the lie. My disease tells me, uh, it's, it's just going to be a little, I'm not going to act out. It's just going to be a look. And it's just going to be one Google search. It's just going to be whatever. Uh, just, just browsing through one friend's Facebook pictures, you know, just to see if they were at a beach recently. That's all it is. Like, that's all I'm going to do. And then I'm going to stop. <laughs> oh, it's so insane. And, uh, that I have to have a higher power. I have to, I, I, I find that as I stay in fit spiritual condition, I can handle, I can handle whatever God wants me to do. Um, the, the obsession and the compulsion are gone. I don't have uh, the, my, my sponsor and I have had long chats about, well, am I recovering or am I recovered? Uh, and I think I'm still both. <laughs> I don't think I ever get to graduate recovering, but I am recovered in the sense that, yeah, it's way different now than it used to be. Uh, it, I, I don't obsess and com- uh, and act compulsively like I used to. Uh, God gives me that level of sanity that I can make the phone call or I can go down the lust path. I get to choose. And um, yeah, I'm going to keep choosing to give you guys a call and surrender because it feels really good. I want to, I want to stay here. I want to be part of this. I'm I'm home. Thanks. Thanks for sharing, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, Ben. Ben, that was... That was awesome. That was super inspiring. Um, I really appreciate you doing this. Um, okay, so uh, before we get to um, the Q and A session, uh, in participation, uh, we avoid topics that can lead to dis- uh, dissension or distraction. We also avoid explicit sexual descriptions and sexually abusive language. The emphasis is on honesty, recovery, and healing. How to apply the twelve steps and twelve traditions in our daily lives. Now, crosstalk, please, please keep your shares in the I and the me, not in the you and the we. If you'd like to ask a question or share on the topic of the session, please use your raise hand button. 
the bottom of the panel if you can. Um, uh, this is uh, being recorded. So if you want to ask a question, don't want it to be recorded, uh, just use the chat feature. And I should be the co-host here. So uh, the floor is open and I see uh, Brian has his hand up. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, Ben, uh, Brian, Sexaholic in Phoenix. Uh, thank you so much for your share. Uh, first of all, please get out of my head. Um, my goodness gracious. You are an average run-of-the-mill sex addict, and so am I, apparently, because I just related to every single word you just said. Um, <clears throat> really appreciate that, right? Because then I, I'm not unique. I'm not special, which means I'm not alone. Um, and I feel that our paths, what, what I'm hearing in your story absolutely runs parallel, and that makes me feel less insane, right? Um, very similar experience when I joined SA, was working at a, a program that was, well, man, I got a lot of great stuff out of it, but recently, um, you know, less than a month ago, relapsed. Uh, my sponsors in that program had to step down due to the rules of that particular support thing. Uh, it was a wonderful thing in the end because I ended up with another sponsor uh, that I think is going to be a great fit for me. Uh, he's going through the big book. Like you said, he's a big, big book guy. You know, uh, I'm not an alcoholic. Yeah, no, I'm not an alcoholic. When there was a, in my step one, I talk about drinking a case of beer and driving up a mountain with another case of beer with a bottle of Xanax with no intention of coming back down. Right. No, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm not an everythingaholic. I'm not a drug addict who's crushed caffeine pills and snorted them up my nose before like no no i don't have everything everything i have and i just want to thank you for that perspective because when you really do boil it down the big book is just fantastic i'm starting to learn that um what i wanted to ask and again what i'm trying to relay all this is just to say thank you so much because i'm relating to that and then when that relapse happened i had that same like what the heck i'm not doing those things i just described right I'm doing all the stuff. I'm literally doing, like you were saying, everything at the service I can do, the meetings, the outreach, what's going on. And then I fell into self-pity and imploded and in rage and my addiction to be punished, right? And created a nightmare night. My kids have a name for it, nightmare night in the house that I hadn't experienced since before SA. And I went into suicidal ideation again, and, and my significant others has to be on suicide watch for a day. I mean, it was really bad. And I'm just, I got out of it with my higher power, with the fellowship, with everybody. And, and I'm grateful. So now I'm in a place where I really resonate with the, uh, the, the page 62 prayer. So my question to you is, and I'm grateful, but I'm terrified. I am terrified I will somehow slip out of this, right? Because now I am looking at it one day at a time. I can't change what happened less than a month ago, right? I can talk about it and be open about it, but I'm still scared that's going to happen again, right? So, and then these these promises are happening and I'm like, okay, when's this going to blow up, right? This feels good. I think I'm on the right path. So that's my, my genuine question to you. So as we read this, God's going to be our director. He's, he's the principal. We are the agents. He is the father. We are the children. You know, I always worry I'm climbing something. I'm going to look down. And once I look down, I'm screwed and I fall. Do you have that fear? Do you have that experience? Because it sounds like we felt we walked a, same, a similar path where you've gotten to this place and you're just like, what happens if I look down and all of a sudden, and it had that, has that happened? And how did you handle it? Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Sure. Thanks, Brian. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fear of my own relapse was in multiple forms on my fourth step. 
um, you know, fear of getting complacent in the program and, uh, and stepping away or fear of my sponsor relapsing. And th that would mean I'd have to relapse. And, uh, my sponsor did relapse by the way, while I was working step six. And that was, um, very difficult, but it, I also grew a lot from that experience to see him working through that. And I, and of course that means I have a new sponsor, uh, and, and my sponsor, my current sponsor from that point. Nick J has been amazing and um, exactly what I needed uh, to answer your question. You know, do I currently or experience fear of relapse of the future? Yeah. It, it pops up every now and then, and I know what to do with it. I mean, the program teaches me, I, I just follow the instructions in the big book. I ask God to remove it. I talk about it with somebody else. Uh, I, you know, I get it out in the open and I ask God how I can be useful. And I turn my thoughts towards who I can be of service to. And, and he takes it away. I, I literally just had that happen about a week ago because a good friend of mine that had multiple years of sobriety decided to go back out there. And, and it was like, wait, this is a person I really respect and look up to. If he went back out there, maybe I'm going to go back out there. And so I, I know what to do with that fear, you know? Um, so for me, it's just today. I'm going to keep it in today. And that, that really helps. And my sponsor always brings me back to today. Yeah. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Ben. Appreciate thanks, it. Thanks, Ben. Um, sorry, guys. I, I, I'll um, I'll keep the shares to about two minutes and time you here. So uh, next up is uh, Lisa R. and then Joel F. Hi. Uh, thanks, Ben. Thanks for your service, Randy, and everybody who uh, correlated this uh, wonderful event. Um, I couldn't have coined how you said, put the book on the shelf. I am struggling with pain and focusing so much of my attention on my intention to not focus on my intention. If that makes any sense. <laughs> so um, I have to say I'm an everything holic. It, it doesn't matter. Like I will find a fix somewhere. I don't care. Um, uh, if I don't say that, I mean, I had, I had 19 years in NA and threw it away because I was covering up the dragon I discovered at the age of two. And I guess um, the whole thing with the Eskimo was amazing. I always, I always refer back to that. And it's like, yeah, you know, no matter where I go, there I am. And no matter where I go, there God is. And if somebody came along and offered me a bottle of vodka or harem of whatever, um, it's going to run out. And I have to, you know, then kind of future trip and say like, yeah, I can't, can't go there. I don't want to go there. I get to not go there. And um, out of fear for withdrawal or running out, because it's always going to run out. Um, so how did putting the book away help you? Uh, okay. 
Great question. I, and maybe I was, I, I was misunderstood. Um, so the, the instruction he gave me, which was in the big book was actually to go put my book on the shelf and then take it down because it says to take your book down from the shelf and whatever. Um, so it's no, no, I didn't. It's not that I was like setting, setting the text aside or, or, or that kind of thing. But, uh, for me, it was just a, it's just one of the many ways that I've been willing to say, I don't get it. I don't understand why you want me to do this, but I'll do it anyway. You know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm willing to take the action. And, and especially when I don't feel like it, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I didn't really want to get on this meeting and talk to you guys. This is the first time I've ever done this. I'm, I've, I felt really nervous. I felt kind of awkward. And especially because my sponsor told me not to like write anything down and prepare thoughts. I'm like, well, what if I don't know what to say? And what if I talk for two minutes and then Randy's like, Hey, you still have 18 minutes. <laughs> you know? Well, God's given me some words. Uh, so yeah, I take the action anyway. And, and so that was, that was what I, what I was referring to there. Thank you. Joel, you're up. Yep. I guess it's up to me. Hey, uh, Joel, grateful recovering lust addict. Uh, ben, I really related to what you were saying. Um, you know, it's often been said that this is a uh, simple program for complicated people. And I think you proved that axiom. And I really enjoy that and can relate to that because I'm a complicated person. And I know when I first came in the rooms, it's like, why is this going to work? What's this going to do? What's, you know, and I questioned everything. And I got to the point where I no longer questioned things, which is good. And something else you said about fear of relapsing. I relapsed last year, back in June, after about nine years. And I didn't go out there. I just did one thing and came back in. Um, so I knew I wasn't going anywhere. And uh, it bothered me a little bit, but I learned something about it. I learned which I've learned many times before that I'm not bulletproof and you know, I don't, I don't got this. So it was good to be back here. I have a bunch of sponsees and I basically called all of them and told them what happened. And I said, if you want to find another sponsee, uh, I have no problem with that. I won't take anything personally. And um, all of them said, Nope, I'm staying with you, which, which was nice. You know, and if they had left, I would not take it personally because I know it has nothing to do with me. So, you know, and I could also relate to the fact that you're nervous about doing this. And I've done this before and it didn't matter. I was nervous when I did it, you know, before. And I had some things prepared and some things were off the cuff, but it worked. And to be honest with you, I'm glad to be finished with it, you know, and move on and hear somebody else, you know do their thing so thank you so much ben i really appreciate you and uh what you said here and, uh thanks for letting me share thanks joel uh we've got bill k and then uh stewart from ontario is next hey randy thank you so much uh bill still a grateful cover sexaholic ben thank you so much for uh joining the conference this year um a lot of parallels i really related to everything first i would just say i'm a march baby as well so it's nice to share the month with you um i was just a couple days ago so stick with it um i recently gave a speech as well 
And I was so happy as soon as it was over. Like, oh, thank God that's over. Because I tend to make things bigger than they have to be. Um, I really related to the fact you just spoke from your heart and through the, the grace of your higher power. And you came across great. It was folksy and powerful. Um, and it really resonated. So uh, not that my opinion should matter, but well done. And I got a lot out of it. Um, I also uh, I'm not an alcoholic, but my sponsor is an alcoholic. And we did use the big book as well. And I, I was smiling when you started talking about step three. I knew exactly what page you're talking about. And I was smiling when you started talking about the experience with taking that book down. And uh, and then the question of do, using mortar instead of sand and walking through that keystone. And what a what a pleasure it is to walk through that without any secrets anymore. Uh, so my question for you is, you mentioned you relapsed a little bit in the beginning, and maybe you shared this, and I just missed it, and I apologize. What do you think was the pivot point for you that really allowed you to, quote, unquote, get it, that allows you to sort of come into your third year in in a few days of, of, of recovery rather than sobriety? What was the what was that point for you where you just fully threw your hands up and said, okay, I'm done fighting? Um, I don't have a good answer. Uh, I mean, I've, I've had, a, I've worked with, I've had the honor of working with several guys now and, you know, sharing my experience to like taking them through the steps. And I wish I could like articulate if you would just do this, then the miracle is going to happen for you <laughs> and you're going to get it and you're going to stay sober and sobriety is going to be the beginning and you're going to love recovery. You know, it's going to be peaceful. Like I alluded to at the beginning uh, with my brother saying that he was a, had a year of peaceful sobriety. Um, but I don't know. I, I can't, I can't give you a recipe. I can't give you a formula. I can't give you even the exact moment. I mean, I, the the one moment I articulated when I was, you know, really mad and said, fine, I'll do it to show you that it's not going to work for me. I think that had something to do with me coming finally to the end of me running my program my way with a little bit of input from everybody else to, I'm going to do everything your way. You are going to manage my program, John, my sponsor, and I'm going to just do exactly what you say. And I'm going to take full responsibility for my own actions instead of blaming you and blaming other people when it doesn't work, I'm going to say, no, I was the one who chose to act out there. Uh, I, you know, it's, it wasn't God willing me to act out. No way. You know, I, I hear some people, you know, I'll be, um, you know, oh, I'll, well, I'll, I'll stay sober tomorrow. God willing. Well, I can tell you for sure. He wills it. <laughs> it's not a it's not his will for me to go act out and hurt other people and hurt myself and hurt my marriage and no way uh so it i think finally realizing that i'm i'm going to take full responsibility for my actions but leave the management of my program to my sponsor i'm going to turn off my filter of well i don't really have to do that or i don't really have to do that that way or whatever i'm just going to let him run it Thanks again. Great job. Thanks, Bill. Go ahead, Stuart. Hi, my name is Stuart. I'm a sexaholic and a lessaholic. And uh, thank you for uh, putting this on. I recognize many faces here. Uh, it's good to see a lot of the people here that I um, have known when I came to this meeting a lot. Um, I'm very grateful for also the the concentration of sisters in this meeting um 
the, when the females are here in their recovery, it it does something in me. Uh, I think seeing that the emptiness that I sought to fill um, by seeking that emptiness in in a female, um, that that emptiness being filled with God helps me to uh, feel the resonance of that godness in me filling my emptiness. If that makes any sense. Uh, um, and I really wanted to thank um, thank you for the uh, references to the big book. Um, to me, that's also really important. Uh, I, I found that reading the white book was really important, but the, the going to the through the big book in in uh, detail and working the big book and the twelve and twelve in the step into action guide, um, going through that. Uh, fearlessly and thoroughly, as they begged me to do, uh, was a huge, huge deal. Um, and the surrendering part of things is, is I think, also something that uh, is the biggest, a really big thing for me. Um, I I like how you you your story when you actually gave up and and said, okay, yeah, I'll do it your way. Um, that that is, uh, I think, really uh, something I took to heart myself, and I, I see that resonated in you, and and that freedom uh, to not know, to to give up, and, and to be malleable and, and vulnerable, um, and uh, to let God run, actually take the hands off the wheels, <laughs> and uh, and let go. Um, I, I see that in you, and I I see the the joy of the program builds in you. And uh, I'm very grateful for your share. Thank you. Thanks, Stuart. And uh, I'll just say, uh, not. I want to make sure everybody realize, or that I'm very clear in my words that, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm. When I submit my will to my sponsor's will, I am submitting to God's will or at least to a higher power's will, right? Because if my sponsor, assuming that he's sober <laughs> and, and he's working a program, uh, then it's way better than my will. And so even if I'm a little unsure what God might have me do, well, I can I know that I can ask my sponsor and talk to my sponsor and that he'll give me some direction. And if I'm willing to follow it, great. It, you know, And good things come when I'm willing to let go of my will and I follow my sponsor's will. even though he needs his sponsor, like, right. I mean, he can't run his own program either. <laughs> and if he, if he tried, I, I would have to say, okay, I got to get a new sponsor because <laughs> I know it doesn't work like that. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Um, Jason S and then Justin F. Cool. Thanks. Hey, um, thank you so much, Ben. It's, um, I'm here in in Indiana, and I go to the same group with Ben. And um, anyway, I've, I've I've heard most of this, but I I'd never heard um, I'd never heard that idea that um, you you know you take those prayers in like a Jolly Rancher. That's like gold. That's such a great way to look at that. Uh, I feel kind of dumb that um, I didn't remember him saying that before. He probably has, but um, anyway, uh, Ben, I'm what I really loved was that you just were yourself 
that you just um, were, were honest and vulnerable and open and um, exposed your experience and your uh, recovery um, for, for us to be able to take a glimpse at that and, and relate to it. And I really relate to a lot of those things. Um, the, the hard thing for me now is, um, you know, you know, when you get sober, um, and, and the compulsion starts to recede a bit, um, then you got to deal with life and, um, you know, and to a, some degree you have to start figuring out not how to just get rid of your will entirely, which is what I had to do at the very beginning. But then I have to learn how to use my will in the right way. (laughs) And that's a real challenge. And I see that challenge in you. And we've talked um, about life situations. And I really believe that life is the reason that, uh, that I've, that that I um, escaped through addiction um, for so many years, um, because I, I didn't want to deal with reality. Um, so, um, I'm not really sure what question to ask because we've talked so much. I really, but I, I just really want to, um, express my gratitude for your share. And, um, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was, um, very honest and genuine and, um, it was you. So that's what I really appreciate. Anyway, I'll pass. Thanks guys. Thanks, Jason. And I'm laughing to myself because I'm like, wait, did I just give a step one or something? You know, you're like, thank you for your honesty and vulnerability. <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. But yeah, thanks, everybody. I, I really appreciate your support. Thanks for being here, Jason. Yeah, Justin. Hey, guys, I'm Justin. I'm a sex Um Ben, thank you um, for your share. I found it really inspirational um, in regards to how to approach your program and how to work it. I, uh, I'm not sure if my sponsor's still on here, but he was earlier. And he's an amazing guy and so much wisdom comes from him. And he's not a crack the whip kind of sponsor. So I have probably well i'm taking advantage but i just there are times when i just don't do what he says you know um i feel fear about like sponsoring others and i feel fear about xyz so i just found it really inspirational and hopeful um even though i've been in the program for a bit that this is an area that i know i'm lacking in and if i can just surrender that will surrender this the steering wheel, um, that amazing things can happen, um, that I've, I can hear that in your story. And I believe that can be true for me as well. And so I just want to say thank you for that. I think I I really needed to hear that. And, um, yeah, that was just really great for me to hear. I appreciate you, you sharing that part of your journey. Thank you. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Justin. All right, I think we have time now to go to Mike M and then finish up with uh, Dave M. All right, thank you, Randy. And uh, Ben, thank you so much for speaking here today. I think I smiled and uh, nodded through most of it. And uh, I really identified with uh, your filter, the Ben filter, having one of those myself. Uh, And then uh, 
when you were talking about uh, literally taking the book off the shelf. I was just sitting there and uh, I sat there and I was like, God, the levels you brought yourself to be teachable in that moment, you know, I was just, uh, you know, just because you'd gone through the steps and you've had sponsors many times and you, you were just open to it. It's like, okay, I'm doing, you ask me to do it, I'm doing it, you know? So uh, yeah, I really uh, enjoyed that. Uh, you mentioned that you had this uh, notion of, of feeling to change sponsors. And I uh, just like to know a little bit more about that. Like uh, when you had the feeling, did you kind of poo poo it in your mind? Is critical uh, stinking thinking or did you just felt it and did you go pray on it? And uh, so just if, if you have any insight on that, if you could share it with, with us, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, I think you're specifically referring to the experience I said where I, I had worked the 12 steps with Todd and and then, mm-hmm. you know, years of continuing to relapse, uh, though they were fewer and farther between, but not getting long-term sobriety and certainly not getting peace, not, not real freedom. Um, and so I, I had been... Part of me had been asking God, like, okay, you know, what needs to change? What do I need to do? Because I, I really, it's, it's, I never had a moment where I was intentionally using half measures, but I was, because <laughs> obviously it wasn't working. Uh, it was, it was half measures, but uh, so I, I was asking God for help and and saying, you know, I'm, I'm willing to do whatever you lead me to. There's nobody else in the local meeting here that has you know, substantial sobriety that I can ask, uh, but I'm willing to do a long-term sponsor and to bring in the experience, uh, when, when I, I needed to, I felt I needed to change sponsors because John had relapsed and and I was you know, okay. three or four months sober and, uh, nobody else in the meeting could sponsor me and, and God, led me, I called up my brother and I said, Hey, can I, you know, go to your meeting on zoom? This was right during the pandemic. So it was, you know, perfect timing. And that's how I got connected to my other home group. I consider a home group out in Utah and that's where my sponsor is. So that's, Mm -hmm. that's how that all came to be. And I think God was in those details for sure. Great. Great. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing it. Thanks, Mike. Hey, Ben, um, I could probably go on for four or five minutes of all the different things I recognize and also the nodding and the smiling and all that. Uh, real quick, I was just curious, you referenced uh, software filters and those sorts of things and how they don't, you know, you, you don't necessarily look fondly upon them. I was just curious if you had any issues with sponsees that relied on those and uh, what's your, how, how you navigated that? Yeah, great question. I... I usually don't bring it up right away unless they do. Like if they are, if like, you know, recently one of my, my new sponsees said, okay, you know, Hey, will you be my covenant eyes person, you know, uh, accountability person? And I said, no, (laughs) you know, if if you wanted to do that with your pastor or something, great, but no, I'm not that, that, that my experience is that that did not help me. And so I'm not going to encourage you to do something that didn't help me. Um, now, if it helps you, great, you know, and, and maybe somebody else in SA has the experience where Covenant Eyes was a huge help. Well, great. Go talk to that guy. 
because I don't have that experience. So I can't, I'm not going to pretend that it's something that helped me. So, as, and then if it doesn't come up right away, you know, if they're not bringing it up right away, it's going to come up eventually as we start into the steps. And if they continue to relapse and we're going to be looking at, okay, well, what are you feeling like you have power over in this disease? You know, in what ways, you know, my sponsor in step one took me through, where do I feel like I have some power? Where do I feel like I can control my disease? And that's going to, you know, come up pretty quickly that, oh, well, I think that if I say, you know, if I read three verses of scripture and I say a five minute prayer, then I should be sober for the day. Or if I think I go to, um, I mean, even recovery actions, right? If I, if I go to one meeting a week and I call somebody every day, well, then I should stay sober. That should earn me sobriety. I, that I should deserve sobriety. What? <laughs> like, no, dude, <laughs> if you're powerless, you're powerless after the meeting and after the phone call too, buddy. Like, so, so I, 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 I just share my experience and, and, and show them that God has to be my, my first and only defense. And, <clears throat> and I've got access to that power. Thanks, Ben. Uh, I see brother James has his hand up. James, if you have a short comment or question, we could probably get that in before we have to finish up. Thank you. Very short. Thank you, Ben. That was great. It was excellent to hear you. And I, as you were sharing, I came on late. I'm driving and uh, you mentioned the Ben filter. So I was quickly trying to write it down, benfilter.com. But then I got what you meant. But uh, thanks, especially for admitting the powerlessness that you can't do it yourself, that you gave the steering wheel over the metaphors you used and everything. And that's what I got to do on a, a daily, sometimes moment by moment. And that's where I'm going to find the success. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks, James. Thanks. All righty. That was awesome. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve.